Here are some of the many things we don't know about heptapods. Greek, hepta seven, pod foot, seven feet, heptapod. Who are they? Trying to answer this in any meaningful way is hampered by the fact that outside being able to see them and hear them, the heptapods leave absolutely no footprint. The chemical composition of their spaceship is unknown. The shell emits no waste, no gas, no radiation. Assuming that the shells communicate with each other, they do so without detection. The air between the shells is untroubled by sonic emission or light wave. How do they communicate? Here, Louise is putting us all to shame. The first breakthrough was to discover that there's no correlation between what a heptapod says and what a heptapod writes. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 208, and tonight we're talking about Arrival. I wrote in my notes, The Arrival, and then I did an IMDb search. The Arrival is a different movie. So we're yep. watching Arrival. Um, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Um, uh, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew CGI Hair Jimison. You're muted. Oh. Yep. <laughs> um. I wish I had some of that CGI hair. <laughs> I could use a little bit. Oh, yeah. oh. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. You know, bye. I've got a beautiful head of hair. Reading. Just so you know, look at that. Oh, it's just luxurious. Luxurious. Luxious. <laughs> luscious. Like, luscious and luxurious kind of formed one new word. Luxious. Yeah. Luxious. Yeah. By by the time I'm 42, I'm gonna have the Patrick Stewart just like around the side. You know, around the you know. Um, a ginger Patrick Stewart. That's great. Uh, Corny, I kind of want to know what they ate, Logan. Okay. Corny is here. <laughs> um, he's having technical difficulties, I think. Maybe technically he is the difficulty. I don't know. So yeah. uh, he'll pop in whenever he'll he can. Up. Yeah. And Sam. He's using the T32 voice modulator. <laughs> uh, and Sam, did Nolan direct Sorry. this? Martin. Vector. Ah, uh, you gotta love time travel. Yeah. Or is it travel? It's not really travel. It's just time stretching. Time. Yeah. yeah. Time manipulation. I think is a. I love it. Uh, Nolan, so it. Nolan did it better. Uh, well, he does. I mean, he does do that very well. Uh, so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. Uh, Arrival came out in 2016. 
won an Oscar for something. I can't remember what. He was nominated for Best Picture. Um, and it won an Oscar for something. I just can't remember what. Best Achievement in Sound Editing. Oh, well, that makes sense. When you got a bunch of uh, uh, hippopotamuses and dolphins breeding in the uh, tank behind and, the and sp- hippopods. And spiders. Like they use spiders yeah. as part of that, too. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, the arrival with uh, your uh, your Lois Lane in it and your Hawkeye. Um, DC crossover there. You got a Marvel DC Star Wars crossover. Um with Forrest Whitaker as your your Star Wars character, man, person. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of all over the place, which is great. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. Corny has kind of already let slip his feelings about it. Um, and I would love he for he his, loved it, right? I would love for his microphone to work so that we can talk about it. But until then, we'll start off with Andrew. His 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 keyboard, I can hear nothing else. Um. Uh, so anyway, Andrew, if you can kind of give us what is Arrival. A linguist is recruited by the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft land around the world. All right. <laughs> right on. How about now? Oh, hey. hey there there he, is. he is. Stupid son of a... Not you guys. Now, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's up? Oh, nothing. It's hey. just a little, uh, little whatever. Uh, so we were just uh, got, getting the review of the oh, not the review. We're getting what what the heck this movie is. Uh, it's directed by somebody, um, Fred Savage. Uh, Fred Savage. Wow, what a weird uh, uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Nuevo, yeah, Villeneuve is a French Canadian film director. See, si. <laughs> uh, uh, does, does that mean he's a a quiet, gentle bastard? I don't know. Oh, um, what is that noise? I keep hearing it's, like it's, a... it's Corny's keyboard. It's, he's he's oh. mouse clicking. Is my his? Um... Nobody in France listens to us. No. Uh, actually, no. You're right. No one in France does listen to us. We have we do have Canadian listeners, but they're not. I don't oh, think shit. they're French. Right. I don't think they're French Canadian. Well, yeah. well, when I said kind and quiet, that's what I meant by Canadian. The bastard part was French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, we we don't really have enough ins- uh, listeners anyway to insult at this point, so it's fine. Uh, but he did just direct recently the new Blade Runner 2049, which I really want to see. Yeah. I heard nothing but fantastic things about it. Uh, Sicario, I heard, was also really great. Um, I haven't watched anything else he's done or even really heard of much of what he's done, though apparently he did a sec- he did a segment on the Cosmos in 96. Oh, hey. So he's good pals with... Uh, Carl Sagan. I don't know. Carl Sagan. Yeah. Not Carl Sagan. Yeah, um, Carl Sagan. No. It, oh, in 96. Okay. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Not the new one. Not the no, no, uh, no, no. Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, God, what's his name? Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. No. What? <laughs> Are you talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson? There you go. I was <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> Two playwrights and then the physicist. <laughs> 
Um, that was great. Uh, he did write something called Rated R for Nudity, which was a short. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it, was. It, was, it was shrinkage. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, this movie. Um, I... I'm, I, I think I put it on the list. I can't remember if I, it was me or somebody else. It might have been, I think it was me. Uh, just because I kind of wanted to see it when it first came out. It looked interesting in the theaters. And uh, I'm really glad I watched it. Um, but sometimes we say that for movies that we never want to watch again. Um, <laughs> like like Wolf of Wall Street. Glad I watched it, but I never want to watch it again. Oh, I've watched, I've watched it twice since then. Yeah? I subjected Kimberly to it. Oh, how did, she, how did she do to the... Language and all the, she, the movies, she, and it was it was a train wreck, you know. It's a train wreck. It's she thought about you know the same way, or thought of it the same way. Okay, but did she like cover her eyes or her ears? Oh, like two no, thirds of the movie. No, no. I know she's that. a big girl. She can handle it. Yeah, but you know, when the only movie you've ever seen is The Wizard of Oz, the world can seem kind of Hollywood can seem scary and dangerous and dark. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, then, I guess, Andrew, I'll let you yeah. uh, start off and uh, let us know kind of what your initial impressions are of Arrival. Okay. Um, this, I'm sure you'll talk about in the uh, trivia and later on, but uh, to know that this was based on a book with a different title, had it been called The Story of Your Life or whatever the, the book title was. Story mm-hmm. of My Life. I would not have wanted to watch this movie. Sure. Because I would have known up front that it's really a chick flick disguised as sci-fi. <laughs> Which, I, that's how I kind of see this film. Uh, really? Because if this were on Hallmark with some bad actors, my wife would love this. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But... <laughs> Having said that, I kind of did like the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a good uh, a good puzzle in a movie, and something that makes me think. And I kind of saw it coming before, but I didn't know for sure that I was correct. And that's what I like in a movie. It, you know, it kept my attention mostly, but not a hundred percent. So that. My rule of it's a good movie if I can, if it keeps me focused, um, kind of applies here because I did want to keep watching it to make sure that it was the right answer that I had my going, go, yeah, going where you wanted it to go, right? Um, so I don't know, it, it's I'm kind of lukewarm to it. The uh, I thought some of the stuff was cool, some of the symbolism was cool. Um, you know, they talk a lot about. Palindromes and um, and uh, also about uh, there was something that I didn't I don't want to spoil a lot of your trivia you might have later but the uh, there's something about the ship getting so far off the ground that I'm sure well maybe we'll discuss later if you read that part did you did what. John doesn't read. Did I read what? About there's a part in the trivia about the ship getting like 
28 feet off the ground. Yeah, yeah, from... yeah, yeah. Because the, the, okay. the, yeah, in, the, in the novel, the source material, basically the idea is that if they came all this way, they're not going to touch the ground because they expect us to, 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 to go in the last 28 feet. It's like which, which was kind of cool, and I didn't think about that until I saw it in the trivia. Yeah, it's like in Hitch, you know, like she comes ninety, you come ten, right? You know, so or you and go you go ninety, she comes ten. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you know, stuff like that made the movie a little more interesting, but I didn't think about it when I was watching the movie. It was just not a real deep thinking movie to me in that <laughs> aspect. I mean, it was a deep thinking movie, but it wasn't. I don't know. It was more how are they talking to each other? How are they going to talk to each other? Right. Then and and I did find that that the topic of the linguistics and her being a linguist and I don't think there's many movies out there dealing with that subject really. Mm-hmm. Um and then when she started talking about aborigines in Australia and and it got me thinking, okay, when we Europeans came to to America and met native Americans for the first time, indigenous peoples, it was probably the same type of uh, right. experience. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I, I kind of liked it. Maybe we'll talk about it and you'll sway me one way or the other. All right. No worries. Corny, are you able to join us? You're muted on Google Hangouts. Oh, Hello. There he is. There you are. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. Anyway. Do, you, do we um, need to go to Sam or? or? No, we're good. Um, I'll just keep working on it as we go through. Okay. Is it, has it been that long since you participated in a podcast? You forgot how to do it? It was here uh, last week, wasn't he? <laughs> I just, yeah. Speaking of which, when he said, good to have you back, I was like, I, I, I was there for the one previous. Were you? I can't remember. We didn't have. Thank you, sir. Anyway, that's fine. Um, I, this is the dumbest movie. <laughs> this movie was shit. Um, I, yes, it was. It was a chick flick disguised as an alien movie. And it was, and it, I was, I was into the whole, let's learn a language. Cause that seems kind of hard. And then it wasn't. See, I, I don't appreciate the bait and switch. Um, <laughs> and, and personally, if you blow up half of my ship or try to, I'm gonna take it personally, and I'm. And they I'm, they killed one of them. Yeah. They killed one. They did kill one. Ab- Abbott and Costello. One was in the dying process. Yeah, Abbott. Yes. Abbott died. Yeah. Hey, Abbott. Yeah. So the, the only uh, death on film, too, by the way. So at that point in time, it should have been death and destruction, and that didn't happen. So I got an explosion, which is usually like a good thing for me, but it's ruined by. Just a shit ending. I I'm so upset by that. There's no need for love and happiness and all this <laughs> bullshit. I just, the, the, you, wanna, you, uh, you do know the love and happiness is completely marred by death and divorce, right? You know that, right? This is which not is a, fine. This is not this, a happy this is, ending. This is not a happy ending. No, yeah, there is no happy there is ending. No happy ending in this one. Well, you know what the French say, right? No. Happiness is hard to find. <laughs> if you get that reference, you must tweet the show because I would bet you that very few people have seen that movie. 
Pardon me, man. I'm part. A penis. Happiness. Oh, happiness. <laughs> Leah Thompson. Back when you were hot. Anyway. You shut up about Marty's mom. Yeah. It's because she wanted to doink her son. You know, that happens. It does. West Virginia. Happen. So <laughs> No, I just I'm sorry. I I uh Okay. You have the power to see the future. Why aren't you rich? Well, okay, First we don't of all, we don't <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess the, uh, here's here's what okay, we we can go ahead and go there. I mean, I know Sam hasn't done his. Actually, we'll wait until Sam and I do ours, and then we'll we'll go there because that's my big question of the movie. My 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 philosophical question quandary that I want to get into is what you just mentioned, Corny. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, just a. I mean, it's it's good. See, here's the bad part. It's not date flick enough, long enough to be a date movie, and it's not sci-fi long enough to be a sci-fi movie. You give me the tease of science and the bullshit of, of love at the end. I don't want either of those things. Just give me an alien movie with death or kill this woman. I don't care which, but just do one of them. Oh, you're the most Poor bitter Lois. man I've ever known. There's love in the Avengers movies. You like them. Would it have what? been better if someone said, I'm pilot? I fly. I fly. <laughs> yes, actually, I would have been... Better. <laughs> there's love in that movie. Yeah, there's two there's, people. There's also a lot of explosions. She, yeah, and then and then you've got Leah Thompson and Ben Affleck with the animal crackers. Leah Thompson. Uh, oh, no. Liv Tyler. <laughs> oh, you got the yeah. initials right. Hey, I was like, good job, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty close. And we're both white women. Yeah, and we did. <laughs> and we did just <laughs> mention her, so I kind of get why it was still stuck in your brain too. Oh, okay. So yeah. All right, Sam. What, what do you think? So I'm actually I'm actually curious about this. Hold on, Corny. So 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 like, if you've seen how how I met your mother, Barney has a um, the, the the crazy hotness scale, right? Like, if you can be crazy as long as you're this hot, right? Like it's a it's you gotta like, be equally as hot as you are crazy, right? And like you can't be more crazy than hot because then you get into the weird crazy oh, the weird spot, right? So for Corny. There can be love, romance, kissing, whatever, right? Like the sappy parts, but that must equal to or be surpassed by the amount of death and explosions that are also in the movie. Yes, so that like, is correct. So like, it's it's like the '90s Steven Seagal under siege type of movies, right? No, uh, those are just bad. Well, no, I was, I was thinking like like Bad Boys Two has some love and some some romance and and some other stuff, but there's still enough. Action! Oh, oh, hell no! Uh, Dan Marino should definitely buy this car, but I'm gonna f this one up. So not this car, but you should get one just like it. Moments in the movie that over that surpass him making out with Gabrielle Union on the beach next to the landmines. Yes, which I would totally do. By the way, I'm just saying she's hot. What landmines? Do landmines? Yeah. <laughs> with Gabrielle Union, I'd take the risk. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Wade uh, married up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who's dragging their mic across the uh, <laughs> the stage floor? <laughs> it's like it's like worse than the mic drop. It's like the mic drag. Like they walked off stage, but the wire was still attached to them, and they're just dragging it across the floor. <laughs> I can only assume it was Andrew because he's usually the one that's messing with his yeah, microphone. Yeah. 
I was. I well, was my, my, my chair. <laughs> oh, you were moving your chair. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, Sam, you're up. Chair. All right. Ass. Okay. Well, um, I watched this thing today as I was trying to wrap up my semester and start my summer uh, siesta. And um, I, I don't know. I I think it it hit me a different way today than it would have, of course, ten years ago. The death of a child in that way always bugs me, and I'm getting I don't know if I'm getting a bit cynical, but I'm almost tired of it. Where it's like, yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. It's horrible for parents, and and it causes, you know, it's horrible for the kids too. Don't get me wrong, but it's. It seems to be a trope that's, that's, I don't know, I don't know if it's too common or overused, but I don't want to be desensitized to it either. And watching that, not knowing where this movie was going to go, because I had absolutely no spoilers, I, had, I hadn't read anything, and going through the movie, I thought it was the aliens using some sort of mind thing with her to connect language with emotion. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I had no clue that this whole thing was basically a big time loop. And that by her learning, and am I, am I getting this right? By her learning the language, she learned how to manipulate time. Was that, or not manipulate, but, but experience time in different. Yeah. Time stopped being linear for her. Yeah. So I, rather enjoyed that twist um especially dealing with the chinese um whoever that was general i guess that was about to bomb them um i enjoyed some of the technology that they were coming up with in terms of trying to talk to these things and um try and and the whole idea of they weren't they didn't mean weapon they meant this gift that they were trying to give people right and um i i just thought it was well made well well directed. I, there were some pretty damn intense scenes in this movie, um, and the music that went along with it it just amplified it. And I I liked it. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, um, but I enjoy these types of things. It reminded me a lot of Contact. Um, reminded me a little bit of Third uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, um, and, and that type of movie where they're exploring a an idea of science fiction that makes you think out that outside the box. And I hate that phrase, but makes you think a little bit deeper than just a movie about language. And I, I really appreciate it. I, I actually did enjoy this movie. Sean, what do you think? All right, cool. Um, uh, first off, I should have asked, I, I'm pretty sure this was the first time for all of us uh, viewing this movie. Uh, I think that's yes. fair to say. Uh, and I too was completely unspoiled, um, and I remember people talking about it a couple of years ago, and like like we've had three different kind of opinions on the show so far, like three different voices with three different opinions, and yep. and that's kind of the way it was. I remember it was like <coughs> like hardcore uh, nerds, uh, like science nerds, more of the Trek type nerds were like this movie was great. Then you had like other people that are like. It was dumb, and then you had people like Corny, who who just hate everything, who didn't like it, and um, <laughs> and no, I, I don't agree. I, don't, I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything at this point. Don't I? Um, I 
I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay. Uh, the movie right. followed I my... I thought you would with your, with your trekkiness. Um, I thought this would be right up your alley. I mean, this could be like a Star Trek episode almost. I mm-hmm. mean, it was very trekky, lots of thinking, and just the fact that there's some kind of time influ- you know, time manipulation sort of thing happening kind of gives it a Trek feel too. Um, and I and it also follows my rule of if you know the fewer notes I take, then the the more I like the film because I was just I was sucked in. And, oh man. And the movie had me at the word go. I mean, because it, it did the thing that I think we all did. Was at the beginning of the movie, it shows us this kind of, you know, it was like the first five minutes of Up, right? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Which we all, I think we all thought that that's what this was. Like, okay, that's her backstory, and now here she is, this college professor. She's this, broken. Right, yeah. this broken woman who's this college professor who, who, you know, all she has in life now is her work. Which she must be really good at her job to afford a house overlooking a lake like that. I'm just saying. Some um, college professor is actually married. Yeah, I mean that's 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 pretty nice. I mean, she's doing government work on the side. She probably gets a pretty good paycheck yeah. for that too. Um. So I I liked the dialogue in the movie. The only thing I had a hard time with, and it's funny because this one movie won an Oscar for sound editing, is I had a hard time understanding Forrest Whitaker. I yeah. I don't know why. I just I couldn't understand him. Whenever he talked, I had to turn the volume up. But I had my daughter was sick at home today and she was oh. napping during when I was watching the movie, so I couldn't really turn it up as loud mm-hmm. as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And my sound bar in my living room isn't exactly great. I probably should have watched it with headphones. Mm-hmm. Um but I wanted to watch yeah. it on my big screen, so it was I thought Hawkeye did a really good American accent. Uh Sure, he's American, so... Uh, no, isn't he British? Jeremy Renner? Yeah. Why would you think he's British? I thought he was British or Australian, what like would, one of those two. What would make you think that? Because he's Australian and uh, he's got an accent in his interviews. No, he doesn't. Jeremy yes, he Renner? Does. He's yeah. from California. Well, what does happen? What does happen? Are, yeah. you, are you thinking of one of the, like, Chris Hemsworth? Well, no, Chris Hemsworth and... and um, God, not Ian Malcolm. Um, Ian Malcolm, <laughs> the Doctor Strange, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch, Batch, and Spider Man are also all from Britain. They like got all the okay, all the Chris, Avengers. Are Chris, like... Chris Hemsworth is from Australia. Tom, no, he's H- British. Chris Hemsworth is from Australia. No, Tom listen, Holland, Spider Man. Listen to him in the Avengers. He sounds like he is exactly. He is. He uses okay, his natural accent. He's using a in, a, like a Norwegian Australia. accent. He's from Australia. I, again, Sam, I can't tell if you're just just goading me along or if like you're being serious right now. Okay, he's you're laughing. Jeremy Renner is 100 percent American. This is such a weird thing for you to do for the show. Just to. I'm just going to pick a random actor and just pick a different nationality and just. Do <laughs> you expect something different? Come on. I mean, on. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whatever. And it's funny you picked him because he's like the most American. Amy Adams is from Italy. I'm surprised you didn't make, you know, say no, like. She's American. No, seriously, she's American, right? She was born in Italy. Adams is an American name. I don't. Doesn't matter what the, the uh, her father was an American. She was born in Italy. Just like um, Antonio Banderas is Spanish. 
He is. Yeah. <laughs> he actually is. Yeah. You're trying to say Catherine Zeta-Jones, who is... No, well, no, no. I mean, we all know she's she's Hispanic. Yeah. She's I'm going to say it in the right word. Yeah, I can't right, say it. Yeah, you got to be, gotta be political. Gotta be Hispanic. Right. She, she is a Latin American. Yeah, she's not. So anyway... I want to live in America. I want so... To but this, so this movie kind of came around around the same time as you know, like The Martian had just come out, and we had a couple of other. Interstellar was mm-hmm. also we're just away from that. So we we've got a lot of these kind of movies where we're getting a lot more of this sci-fi and like really good sci-fi mm-hmm. movies happening, and and I mean like good as in like well made, well budgeted, well acted. Um, I mean, honestly, I would put this up there in the world in the world of Interstellar. Again, yeah. my issues with the movie aside, it's still a a fine film, Interstellar, and a very well made movie. Um, and so is this. And I, unlike Interstellar, I have no problems with this movie. So, but the question I want to ask though is this: that Corny kind of brought up is this: once she eventually learns the language and is able to see. See into the future, I guess. Again, she no longer perceives time as linear, like the, the yeah. way, like we do. She can, but now... she's the only one I'm guessing that gets this right. Correct. She's right now because she's the only one that really knows the language, and so yeah. So there's there's a couple of questions that that I would have to ask. Um, you know, one is is does the government know that? Does anyone else know that? You would think the Chinese governor would think something was up. Right, like the, 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 the general man. General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think that he would have figured it out because – so my note is I actually wrote, did they just Bill and Ted this moment? Uh, Remember Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they're like – And there's a third one coming out, by the way. Yeah, and they're like, hey, I have to remember that we need to take the phone booth and come back to this moment and leave a wrench. Here it is, you know. <laughs> so like she goes, she she has this memory that hasn't happened yet until she makes it happen in the present, but it's a memory to her where she's learning new information and then mm-hmm. she's able to save the day, which the scene was great. I freaking loved it because it was intense. And I actually, for a moment, I thought they were going to shoot Jeremy Renner, which was, um, but anyway. And he'd be like, sorry, mate, get out of my way. Yeah, again. So I, I really. So I guess my question is: Is what she is now perceiving as the future? She's perceiving it like a memory, mm-hmm. as in it's already happened. So the question is simply: If she can perceive the future, does that mean that that's the way it is? Whatever happens is going to happen. And even though she knows it's going to happen, nothing can change that. Well, that would let me, that would tell me in terms of she can't change the future because of her kid, although it is a cancer. Um, I, I don't know. And that's, I don't know. that's the thing is that. Is this, is this a multi-universe, multi-dimension, you know? Well, we don't, I mean, that, that's up for us to determine. Because yeah. the movie doesn't tell us that. Because, and I'm glad it doesn't, because it makes you wonder. You're right, and I'm fine with that. I guess my my, it actually brings to my to me the more difficult moral question. 
And that is, if you know that if you have a child with this man, by the time she's 16, she will die of cancer. You know that. Do you still have the kid? And Mm. to her, the answer was yes. I would say yes. She knew that this child was going to die, that she was only going to get 16 years of life, and she was going to get divorced because of it, because of her power that she would eventually tell Jeremy Renner. Well, that's why you fight cancer. You punch cancer right in the face. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would do it. I, I I would not trade my kid. You know, even if I knew something, I, I would. I don't think I'd trade my kid. Right. The the time you have with them is more important than the end. Right. And I I, I, mean, I I think I mean yeah yeah. And that's what the movie's telling us too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same thing. It's just. But then it'll make you feel like oh, I'm such a horrible parent. Well, I I don't be honest with that. There was a moment where I kind of realized all of this. This all kind of hit me in a moment where I was like oh. She knows her kid's going to die. Yeah, yeah, I was the same way. And like, I, I kind of got emotional for a minute, and then it was, you know, it kind of went away eventually. But like, uh, I don't know. For some reason, the last last few weeks, my Papa Bear emotional barometer has been awfully sensitive for whatever reason. I mean, no spoilers. Those are next week, hopefully. But yeah. there's a moment in Infinity War where I lost my shit. I just did, and yeah. uh, so. Do you? I'm trying to think how to ask this question. We will think of how to respond. If you were to put this in, (laughs) what the heck? What's that? We're about to to have this great moment, and Corny's eating candy. I love it. No, I I was (laughs) the hell. (laughs) It wasn't me. Uh, It came through your microphone, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Anyway, Andrew, go on. No, that's fine. Would I'm trying to think? Maybe I'll just ask myself. I'm trying to think as a parent. Would I rather know ahead of time mm. than for something to happen without me knowing, or something to happen suddenly? Right. Well, see, then, then is it? Can, is it? Can you? Can you stop it? Even well, even if I couldn't stop it, would it be better but, to know years and years in advance than? It, you but, know what? I think you would. Um, I think you would cherish the time more. Tell you the truth. Well, well here's the thing about that. If the, you knew they changed. This is what they changed. One of the things that they changed from the book. What the heck is going on? Lots of microphone movement. Must be me eating candy again. <laughs> <laughs> um. In the book, the daughter dies in a in a mountain climbing accident, and I they changed it in the movie to basically be an inoperable, uncurable disease because I think the idea was well if you know she's gonna die on this mountain trip, don't let her go on the trip. Her. Yeah, like hey, I want I'm going hiking this weekend. Nope. No, you're, no, you're not. not. I'm locking you to the you're basement. Gonna, you're gonna be mad at me for the weekend, but then I'll see you Monday and we'll be all right, you know, kind of a thing. But I think that's why they changed it to a inoperable cure or a incurable disease kind of a thing. Because Well, that would, that would bring up that question of choice. You know, do you... Right, because that's I the only that, option you have because you can't, yeah, you can't prepare yeah. for it. 
Yeah. I, I take this completely different. So for me, and this is really just me, mm-hmm. uh, if I, if I know that no matter what I do, my kid is going, well, I'm rephrase. I know that if I meet this person and fall in love with them and then my kid's going to die, I choose not to do any of that because I don't want the kid to suffer. I, I feel like, and there's been part of it's like, well, do you care about your kid? And the answer is yes, of course I do. But at the same time, what am I more willing to do? Is it have the, the love and the time or just know that that kid never suffered? And, and I don't know, maybe uh, it's just, I, uh, for me, it's just different that way that I choose. Well, I, I had my one life and that's over now and I don't want to go through that again. So maybe I'm just not strong enough to cut through that situation repeatedly. Uh, I, I, I think I change to take another route. Um, Jeremy Renner's doing the sweet thing. And I'm like, no, this will never happen. I think I say that and I move on the second time around and third time around, the fourth time around. I don't know. But I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure if Jeremy Renner hits on you, I think you're taking the bait. I'm just saying. He's a charming man. No, he's, 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 no, he's no Matthew McConaughey. So, uh, no sweet all rights in my ear. Yeah, he's no. Well, tonight. The whole issue with her being able to, or not predict, but know the future, and then him leaving her because she tells her daughter because of what I told him, mm-hmm. basically what was going to happen to the daughter. Yeah, he made that choice to leave. Would that I had a I don't know I had a little issue with that because I'm wondering when she told him and how I, that just that was a thought I had when well, watching it. I mean, there was a moment in the movie where like she, the kid is you know eight or nine and she's making a drawing or something and she's and Amy Adams says like you know your dad loves you kind of a moment. So it was obviously after the kid was born, right? Um. But I felt like she felt like she needed to tell him so he could be prepared too, and he didn't either. He didn't believe her. He didn't want to believe her, and so he leaves. So, go ahead, Corny. I was to say, but okay, this is also that we 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 have seen what you're able to do. We figured out you know the language. You can we figured all this stuff out. I mean, surely in a year. You have proven to him that yes, I can see the future, or yes, these are things. I mean, even the moment where she she calls the general and tells him what his dying. I mean, that should have been proof enough. So if future reader says, "Hey, we're going to have a kid, and that kid is going to die," I have to believe you. If the first thing you, you know, I watch you still a sat phone, call a Chinese general and talk him out of a full scale war. Like, do we do we know if she has full view of the of the future? She has full view of her future. Yeah, yeah. I okay. my, what I think like Corny, all of all things or only the important things. Well, I think it's whatever she she needs, right? I mean, I, I mean, again, it's like the way the movie perceives it to us. I don't know how the book is, obviously, but the way the movie shows it to us is now again in the book, she is once she gets the language. Everything like like how your memory is. You remember everything, for the most part, and then sometimes your memory is jogged. So like that's how it happens. It's like 
a whole flood of the future smacks her in the face. Yeah. And then she has to piece it apart. Whereas the movie kind of gives you a plot convenient moments. Yeah. I will say that um, in terms of what they were talking about being immersed in a language and all of a sudden your brain kind of kicking in. I had that experience when I was in Germany back in uh, college where I, we were, we actually went and saw Gladiator in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And of course it was dubbed over in German and all of a sudden it was literally about halfway through the movie where all of a sudden it was, I could understand everything they were saying Cool. and I couldn't speak it, but I could understand it. Does that make sense? It does. Well, like that's it. when Sam looked down and saw captions. Yeah. No. Yeah. No captions. That's when, like, that's like in like Hunt for Red October when the camera zooms in on the guy and then pulls out, and we're no longer yeah. got the sub, sub subtitle, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, it's brilliant. That's cool. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't relate to that, but I get it because I don't have anything in my life like that at all. But <laughs> sorry, I barely got to the button in time. Um, <laughs> I wish that would happen with my kids with music. Well, I mean, we've we've had that happen. My students, sorry. All of a sudden, we we play a piece like we, you know, like we, I don't know, just understand it, right? Or you know, it clicks. Yeah, I mean, there's moments in like other parts of our life where, because honestly, there's a moment, and I can't remember how old I was, but I was old enough that I remember it, where I remember figuring out time, like. <laughs> Oh, a quarter after one doesn't mean 25, like a quarter. It means it's one-fourth of a thing, and 15 minutes is one-fourth of an hour. Like, there was a moment where it all, oh, bang, it clicked. And I don't remember how old I was, but I was, again, old enough to remember it. Because we're trying to teach my son the concept of time. He doesn't, time to him is abstract. You know, he he understands numbers, but he doesn't understand time. So on he says, how long can I play for? And I say, like, just, a, you know, two more minutes. And then I come back eight minutes later, and he's like, it hasn't been two minutes because he doesn't know what a minute is. Yeah. Good for him. Um, <laughs> so. If, if, if your rules and that's law. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, so, anyway, um, I don't know. It's just. I, I was really intrigued by the way that they, they perceived, like, again, how she was, the convenient moments of the future were able to, to to hit her. I still have a hard time believing that. I mean, what the movie doesn't show us is is that after the phone call and the guys come in, they're going to handcuff her, right? Because she, she technically committed treason. Treason, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden China steps down and the rest of the power step down. Forrest Whitaker is going to look at her and say, what did you say to him? She has to answer him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What? Yep. The aliens told me what to say to the Chinese general so that we wouldn't blow ourselves up. Like that there's a conversation that has to have been had that is of importance because she can't say, well, I, I knew how it would happen because I've already seen it kind of a thing. Right. Because at that point, then the government's never going to let her leave. Oh, yeah. really? Well then, Tell us how we win World War Three. Right, yeah. So, and if it only affects your future, then we're going to put you in a box. You know, we're going to send you to a horrible place, and you're going to tell us what's going to happen to you, kind of a thing. Like, I just maybe I've become cynical in my in my old age about the government in a way government. I feel like they work, but I just kind of well, feel we're, like that's... we're children of the X Files, dude. Yeah, no, you're right. 
you know, government is bad, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, don't worry about that. I uh, grew up in a black household in Neville. <laughs> That'll change your perspective real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you, you saying black household corny triggered this. I learned a new word today. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's All right, like, before, you, before you say it. No, no, I'm we're good. To, we're totally good. We're totally safe. We have, we have, meet, we have meetings about this. And no, if that's, you say it, I'm going to have to punch you. No, you're not going to punch me. <laughs> I, I just never heard this term before, and I, I'm going to say it. It was called blurred, B-L-E-R-D. I had never okay. s- heard that term before, and I saw it today on Facebook, one of my uh, friends on Facebook who's black, uh, who is as big a uh, nerd as the four of us are. And he had this picture of, you know, the picture of the, um, it was a picture of Steve Urkel and he's hugging on another girl. And there's, I can't really describe it, but basically it was like the girl who you want, but is all these horrible things. And then I had a picture over Steve Urkel that said blurred. And then the other girl in front of him was blurred. Right. And then it took me a while to figure out. I'm like, oh, that means black nerd. I'd never heard of that term. Is that is that new? Did you guys just come uh, up with that? Another thing. I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to speak with other people, but uh, that doesn't seem to be a thing. Oh, okay. I think we, I think we have some broke black people going around and doing stuff. <laughs> and <not> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you bring it up at the meeting. I, you know, you know, or maybe you know, hey, the Black Freedom Party will not uh, allow this. The, the white folk are starting to catch on to the next thing that that you know they're going to try to steal from us. So. Um. Anyway, I uh, just saw that and it made me think of you. I just uh, blurred, huh? Blurred. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. It'll, it'll make sense in context of uh, the image. So anyway, um, I did like how they introed the aliens without actually showing us them f- at first. You know, uh, like. What am I trying to say? Like, they do the news, the newscast, and they don't actually show us what's happening. And it takes a while for us before they we finally actually see uh, the, the, basically, it's a flying saucer, all right? Let's just let's be real. It's a flying yeah. saucer. Um, on its side. On, it, on its side. Inverted, yeah. So, anyway, um... Uh, where was I? Where was I? Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. People seem pretty calm about all this. I did like how they kind of kept updating us on the world. That the world's kind of freaking out. I kind of feel like that's how it would be, honestly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like just slowly chaos, freaking out. Things are kind of getting worse. Like I totally, I totally think that's kind of how it would be. I think honestly. Um, so, anyway. Although with our current administration, we would probably be the ones with the nuke ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yep. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just uh, weird noises. Uh, nice house for Professor. Oh, you put glasses on Jeremy Renner, and we forget that he is an IMF agent and an Avenger. Yep. Uh, All part of his cover. That's right. Just Didn't he do this right after the Avengers? Did I read that somewhere? Yeah, like he finished filming Civil War and yeah. then like got out of, broke out of jail and came over here. Because I uh, I was noticing they had him in a lot of baggy shirts to try to hide uh, the you know the guns that he probably put on. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, me, Avengers. That's what my excuse is too. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah, is that that's why we all wear? Yeah, that's why I wear baggy clothes. That's exactly why. That's why I'm I wear fat. Them. Actually, that's a. Is that why? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh. A dirkader. Mil- military didn't warn them about the weird gravity. I thought that was kind of strange. Like, he throws the glow stick up, and then it does that weird thing with the gravity. Like chunk. Yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, well, that just happened." It's like, wait, you didn't, you didn't tell them. Head down. These are scientists. These are not. I just thought that was weird. Although you know what, I wouldn't say anything either. No, just kind of like, let them figure, figure like, it out. Chuck, watch this. <laughs> these people think they're smart. Let's see them do this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that moth is down by my legs. Sorry. There's a moth in my room and it's been attacking me, but now it's down by my feet and it's freaking me out. Um, Mothra. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Mothra. Mothra. Uh, last couple little bits here I want to mention before we go on to trivia, or clips, I should say. Uh, we watch her wake up a lot. Thought that was weird. Like, you know, like we watch her wake up a lot. Yeah. Um, just, I just kept noticing that. Like, time for I a scene. Time for a scene change. Oh, she's waking up. Time for a scene change. I don't mind watching her wake up. I mean, she's you know. Just so you know. That's fine. You like watching her sleep, creepy bastard. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Corny, I just put it in the uh, group chat. Take a look at that. Um. I did write that guy, that uh, that military, that lieutenant or whatever he was, he pulled a Busey from contact, tried to blow the thing up. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's in the, the, the short story or the the, 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 you know, the book that it's based on, um, but I, th- I think we should just call it that. It's pulling a Busey is when you... And, and basically he knew that he was sending those scientists in to blow up, right? Yeah, well, he knew it. Not a thing. Still not a thing. Not a thing? Okay. That's fair. Because they, um, they, uh, they're they like, hey, you can't go up there. No, stop. No, you can't. Okay, let them go. You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. And like, in fairness, like, did they think that that bomb was going to blow it up? Like, it didn't seem like a very powerful explosion. Oh, and I guess also the septipods or whatever they're called, they, they have force powers? Like, Septipod. They, they pushed them. Well, they control the gravity in the. Oh, that makes sense. In the ship. Okay, that makes more sense. That's like, what I took from that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, they're Jedi. That's kind of cool. Although they, I mean, they do kind of use the Force to do their writings. Yeah, a little bit. If that's ink type of stuff, you know. Um, it's just a really nice etch a sketch. <laughs> that's true. They mastered the curve of the etch. Etch a sketch. That's the real technology they're giving us. Yeah, is etch a sketch technology. Is to how to make t- curves on etch a sketch. Uh, the last thing I wrote was um, it all kind of makes sense now. I thought she was too young to have had a teenager. You know, oh, yeah. Like at the beginning of the movie, I thought, wow, are we saying that she had this teenager when, like, she must have had this kid when she was like 17 because she still only looks like she's 35 or, you know, whatever, maybe 40. I mean, yeah, she could have definitely had a kid when she was, a, you know, a 15-year-old at, you know, 20 or something. So you saying Amy Adams looks old? No, she doesn't look old. I'm going to tell her? Yeah, and you, you're going to tell her that, that she's not from Italy. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> and then and she, Jeremy Renner is apparently Australian or British. She's, from, she's Boston. Uh, 
No, that's not true at all. When she moved to America, they 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 lived in Colorado, so you're still not yeah. you're still not right. Well, it was um, New York, and she worked at her parents' uh, she's, McDonald McDowell's she's, uh, restaurant. She's ten years old. Oh, McDowell's. She's ten years older than my wife. So, so how old is she? Uh, ten years older than Sarah. Uh, <laughs> Forty something. <laughs> well, you can do the math. So I'm saying she's forty-four. There you go. Oh, see, that's not too much older than me. No, not that, you. Yeah, in fact, I think work. she's younger yeah. than you. Actually, I'm pretty sure. That would work. Um, yeah. She is. She is beautiful. Uh, and Jerry, it's her Ryan, Irish ancestry. Uh, that I would actually buy, because she does yeah. look Irish. I mean, her parents are American. Yeah. I mean, see, she's, she's American. She was just born in Italy. I just want to freak you. I just want to mess with you since you do it to me. Um, that's it. You ready for some clips? Let's do it. Oh, tropes! I wrote awful backstory. You always have to have a painful backstory. And breaking protocol nets results. Yep. So that always is a thing. Uh, I didn't capture a lot of clips because, well, there's not a whole lot of um, brevity in this movie. No. And um, though there was a really big, long, freaking, crazy. <laughs> like. Yeah, a la- language learning montage is something uh, I never thought I'd say on this uh, podcast. I mean, that was like a it was like a ten minute montage too. It was long. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. First clippy clip I wrote. I uh, just thought this was kind of humorous. We never formally met, but two years ago, you did some Farsi translations for Army Intelligence. Hmm. You made quick work of those uh, insurgent videos. You made quick work of those insurgents. Yeah, you did. Ooh, burn. Well, that was a burn. I just. Uh, here's Jimmy Renner kind of being funny. Over. Yeah, that just happened. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just happened. Uh, this is the closest we get to the name of the movie. So, what happens now? They arrive. Okay, they arrive. Boom, boom. Uh, boom. and the thing you mentioned about the kangaroo, I had to capture it, so here you go. Kangaroo. What is that? In 1770, Captain James Cook's ship ran aground off the coast of Australia and he led a party into the country and they met the Aboriginal people. One of the sailors pointed at the animals that hop around and put their babies in their pouch and he asked what they were and the Aborigines said, kangaroo. And a point is? It wasn't until later that they learned that kangaroo means I don't understand, so. So, suck it. There you go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> that just makes me think of what movie we're going to be doing next week. Um, no, not next week, in two weeks. Uh, trivia. While the shape of the ship is decidedly decided early on, the director had a great difficulty imagining an interior that would allow humans easily to navigate through such a steep and vertical design. The later decision to turn gravity sideways offered an obvious and convenient solution. Um, Sam or Andrew or Corny, I can't remember. Um, one of you had the mention that you enjoyed the score of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's a little interesting note about that. Uh, I didn't mean pun not intended, actually, on the note. Uh, classical, the classical music piece that bookends the film is quote, on the nature of daylight, in quote, by 
Max Richter. Its prominence during the film and the fact that it is a pre-existing track meant that Johan Hamasen's Hyannison's score was deemed ineligible for an Academy Award despite being highly acclaimed. Oh, wow. So <laughs> Suck it. Right? Poor guy. I kind of feel bad for him. Um, that's like Prince. the bitch. That's like Prince saying that he did the soundtrack for Batman. Yeah. When, when 92% of the movie is Danny Elfman. Um, and... You know, I had to. Montana is also the site of first contact between humans yeah. and the aliens in Star Trek. I first knew you contact. Um, so, okay. I like you pretend to read that fact as if you didn't know it. As if I didn't, I didn't immediately realize that when I was watching the movie. I actually didn't. It took me a, a while to kind of. I don't call bullshit. Uh, no, seriously. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if the in the movie if it was Montana or North Dakota. I knew it was like the north midwestern part of the country where all the missile silos are which is why it was there um so in star trek not in this uh okay here we go uh here we go excuse me while i whip this out top three top three we decided to do movies with first contact andrew yep Sorry, I'm trying to find my list. No, sure. Okay. Um, first contact movies. I was trying to think of movies that were first contact that were not alien movies. Oh, interesting. But I couldn't find any. I say, is doesn't that isn't that a prerequisite though that it has to be an alien? No, well, there's a lot of. Really, you know, I did find I did find one example. And that would be Splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He's meeting a, a mermaid for the first time. Well, I don't know do that, we, do we I know think, that? But anyway, um, so that could be my honorable mention, I guess. Um, and then we're going to go number three with Super 8. The, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abram. yeah. Okay, yeah. Terrible uh, media, but that's fine. Number two, a cheesy yet funny, enjoyable movie, Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and number one, one of my favorite uh, SNL movies, Coneheads. Oh, Coneheads, right on, yeah. Um, there actually is no true definition of first contact. The... The in Wikipedia, it is considered a common science fiction theme about a first meeting between humans and extraterrestrial life, or of any sentient race's first encounter with another one, given that they are from a different planet or natural satellites. So, just because she's a mermaid, I mean, if like, if we find a new species of spider, that doesn't make it first contact. It's just we hadn't just seen it yet. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, just <laughs> I know because Sam was trying to find a way to make freaking Jurassic Park work. <laughs> I'm like, well, they were here before us, so they're 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 not aliens. They're just scary and violent, like Sam. It's not corny. All right. Well, uh, Andrew has given me uh, a new life into this process, so let's try this. All right. 
All right, my number three, I'm going to go with uh, Independence Day. Sure. Nice. Uh, my number two is the first Thor movie. Okay, yeah, that's actually Very a really nice, good idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, and my number one uh, with the greatest alien of all time, uh, Superman 1. Oh, sure. Uh, that works. Yeah. No, that really, that's really good. All right. uh, not the quest for peace. Oh, sorry. Uh, damn oh. it. Damn it. So it has been months since I've had to freaking do a rooster tail. Okay. <laughs> I should have been drinking that to fix it. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Just gotta make, Just gotta Andrew, make... knew, Andrew knew the button. He knew the button. <laughs> Uh, just gotta gotta make it okay. Well, in all fairness, in all fairness, I didn't complete the word. Yeah, I said it enough. Yeah, uh. that's fine. Not a problem. I can fix mm-hmm. it. It can be fixed. I'll fix it in post. Just um, we'll slap the tag on it. It'll be fine. No, I'm not doing that. No. Um, actually, maybe we could have more listeners. I don't know. Um, was that your number one, Corny? Sorry, uh, Superman yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right on. Which Superman? My, I'm just curious. Does it matter? My infant Superman one. It doesn't matter, but I was just wondering, like the 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 da- Brandon Zach, Fraser one, the Zack Snyder oh. one, or the Brendan Fraser. I would love to live in a world where Brendan Fraser was Superman. <laughs> I think we did. We almost have that world once. I don't know. Oh, I would love it. Instead of Brendan Rouse, they got freaking nah, Rouse. They Sorry. got Brendan Fraser, the guy who killed the mummy. I love it. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, when we ask that question, uh, my order of Superman first. Actually, it would only be the two between Snyder and Christopher Reeves guy, uh, because Superman was actually Superman Returns. He was gone for a while and he came back. Yeah, so they've already had first contact. So oh. yeah, so Brandon Roth is a I, okay. I wasn't I wasn't meaning in the reference of that. I just meant like. Which uh, can I remember rephrase my question? Which of the Superman movies that have been made, which is your favorite? Like, how would you order them? Well, uh, the first one, uh, then Snyder, then Ralph. Okay. I was wondering, uh, for my own edification and everyone listening's, not for any purpose of of bickering. Stupid right? effing book. Um, whatever. Like, there was there was talking one of the podcasts I listened to. They were talking about spoiler culture. And, you know, people get really mad about spoilers, right? But yeah. but then people like us read the book or read the comic book for the source material. And then we and know ahead of time what's yeah. going to happen. So, like Sam says, Sean, you really need to listen. You need to read, read, read Ready Player One. The movie's coming out. So I went and read the book ahead of time. And then the mm-hmm. movie came out. And I knew what was going to happen. But I still enjoyed the movie, even though they changed a lot of stuff for the movie, as they do, which is fine. But so how is that any different than me saying the spoiler at the end of Infinity War, which I'm not going to do. But if I did, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's you... because you haven't you haven't put yourself through the story to get to that spoiler. You read Ready Player One. So you went through the entire process to get to that ending. And and invested yourself in it. If you just say the ending, you've just cheapened the whole process. But so Corny goes and, and gets the comic book, right? And he only gets the one where the story. Like, I don't know. I just I, again, I, I I honor the spoiler culture. I kind of honor the idea of of the spoilers and let's not say anything and 
so that you can kind of have that surprise on your own. But I, I was also slightly spoiled in Infinity War, and I didn't care because I was actually like, ooh, when does that part happen? Um, yeah. So Well, I knew how the, the comic books were going to end. So Yeah. And most people do, and they did change some things, as Corny can attest to. Uh, and Andrew hasn't seen it yet, so that's why I'm also being kind of coy yeah. with the whole thing. Weak. So, weak. <laughs> no, he said we. He was agreeing. He was pulling a job. Weak. Finding Nemo. Jack Sapplini. Sorry. I have a shame. I have a shame. Come, come see it in Hickory, Andrew. I'll go with you. Okay. I'll go see it again. Oh, that's a trap. Don't I, do it. I want to see it again, too. So bad. It's been a long time since a movie has made me yearn to go watch it again. Oh, it yearns you. It really For some odd reason, I heard maybe pee. I don't know what. I don't know why. Yearn and pee don't have the same. Oh, you heard what I said as made me pee. Oh, I yeah. Thought you, I thought you meant you just heard someone say that movie made me pee. And I thought, well, there's a couple of scenes that I can actually see that happening. Well, and it's a long movie. At one point, I did kind of have to go. So, again, I'm staying on this topic for just one more minute, not to, to extend <laughs> the show for any uh, real reason other than um, there's a trailer. And we do this, this. Movies do this all the time, right? They'll show a trailer, and then we watch the movie, and that scene that's in the trailer is not there. Like, one of my favorite examples is in Rogue One, where she uh, she's walking out on that catwalk and then a TIE fighter shows up. Like, that's mm. not in the movie. Like, that was a test. But it's such a cool scene. It is a cool scene, but it's not in the movie. So there's a trailer, and they've been, they've been airing it like crazy, and it's when, I'm not going to say who, it's just the team is running towards something, right? <laughs> Clearly, yep. it's the Wakandan team. Just going to say that, because Black yep. Panther's there. And he's surrounded by Wakandan soldiers. And someone is in the shot that isn't in the shot. That's all I'm going to say, but someone put that on, on Twitter and they got blasted for spoilers. It's only a spoiler if you've seen the movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because Andrew hasn't seen the movie, so he would, he's seen that trailer 32 times and he has no idea. Now, Andrew and Sam have seen the movie, and if they watch that trailer again, they might go, oh, yeah, that's not right. But that's it, would, weird. it wouldn't matter because... It doesn't because Andrew hasn't seen it, so it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I could screenshot it and put a caption like this person did on Twitter and say, "This is fake news," like hashtag fake news, and people would jump at me saying spoiler. It's like it's only a spoiler because you've seen it. You know the spoiler. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on that weird tangent. Uh, um, actually, I kind of did. Sam, what? Your top three, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're still there. Um, all right, I am going to say uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 And then uh, give me Contact. Okay. With Jodie Foster and the guy from The Rock. The Rock? Yeah, isn't he in The Rock? Nicholas Cage. The military yeah. guys in The Rock. Nicholas Cage? No, 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 Sean no. Sean Connery? I'm about Ray Shelley. No, not Sean. Um, he, her father appears to her, and it's her father in the vision that the aliens gave her. He uh, he's not in the Rock either. He's he was in the he nego- is. no, he's in the Negotiator. No, he's in the Rock. No, he's not. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, he is in the Rock. He is in the Rock. Thank yeah, he's, you. He's, he, he doesn't uh, have a major role, but he's like he's kill them all type of person. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, rock. he was the uh, no. He was the like second in command. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Sam. Yeah, uh, this is where you stop and go suck it, Sean. 
Suck it, Sean. No, I mean, um, it's just weird that in a movie that has Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey, Tom Skerritt, and um, that Tom Skerritt, like, like Skerritt. you go with the guy that's in the movie for thirty-eight mi- like seconds. Like, that's yeah. why I was confused. Yeah, my brain, <laughs> my brain works like that. Yeah, which was just wrong. Um, no, it's right. There's, There's no concept of time. In, in, yeah, Sam, in, Sam, in, Sam's yeah. brain is non-linear. That's for sure. <laughs> And then um, I've got to go uh, Infinity War um, as my top one. Okay. Who's There's that? lots of first contacts in that movie. I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I have to veto that one. I uh, will not allow it. Why is that? Uh, aliens in terms of, of things and those those monsters. Uh, the, I don't know. Uh, never mind. Yeah. I mean, what? Has, has uh, Captain America ever touched a Titan or a, a Thanos before? Sure. Any of his kind. Well, the Chitari are his. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the question is, if, if you're saying that first contact is with each individual race very mm-hmm. specifically, then yeah, Infinity War has first contact because they've never, because Thanos comes to Earth for the first time in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, Rocket's first time meeting uh, Thor. Thor. Um. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, I mean, in fairness, there is kind of a lot of kind of weird first contacts in that movie. So, yeah. Okay. As much as I would love to disagree with Sam, I, I, I'm actually kind of weird. Damn, it's toys. I know, right? it's, a, it's a trap, Sean. Uh, there, there will not be a third. <laughs> you have pointed a gun at me twice today. There will not be a third. Nice. My favorite line from that movie. Uh, my three, my, uh, um, well, two of them have already been said, Independence Day and Contact. So Good. I'm going to insert The Last Starfighter uh, okay. in uh, as my number two because of that. And then my number one, of course, has to be Star Trek First Contact. Nice. And honorable mention Galaxy Quest. Oh, oh yeah. Galaxy uh, Quest. That's such a great yeah. one. How did I not think of that? We need your help. Sorry. Um, and the, you know what? When they they become unmasked, they kind of look like the uh, the heptagons or whatever they are. Yeah, like like if those heptapods, heptapods, yeah, uh, pooped out uh, a child. That's what they would look yeah. like, like all squishy and like not bony yet. Like they look like an old man's hand, like on a, yeah. on a desk, like thing from Adam's family, but like in a hundred and thirty years of just. Rithered with a and big tumor on its back. Right. They're actually kind of, and this is funny, they're kind of modeled after the aliens from The Simpsons. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. All right. So, anyway, that's our show. Uh, and this is where I. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> Usually, your, usually your foley work is a little bit better than screaming to the microphone. <laughs> uh, I tried to mute. Uh, here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Out of 10, this is where you guys give me a number from 1, or I guess 0, to 10 uh, with your score of this film. Andrew, you go first. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I still am... You're still up in the air. Still kind of lukewarm to the whole thing. I, I don't appreciate being tricked into watching a chick flick. And so... <laughs> yeah, I I, you have to admit though, if this was a Hallmark movie, this is like the worst one ever because the kid dies and the husband leaves her. Like, yeah, 
That happens in all of them, though, doesn't it? No, no, no Hallmark movies. It's, yeah, it's the grumpy business lady meets the happy-go-lucky lewd who makes she completely pl- changes her personality and, to... and falls in love with Christmas all over again. And I need this movie a lot. So. Yeah, well, Maybe I'm thinking Lifetime then. Well, Lifetime, Jeremy Renner would beat her um, and then leave. And then yeah. she would catch him on fire. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, there would be some sort of revenge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're well, somewhere between the two is what this is. I I agree with Sean. I mean, with Sam in the fact that it is a done well. It's a pretty movie. Um, I thought the acting was good. I, I don't know. I, I agree with... With corny and the fact that I wish that it were more sci-fi and and more action-y sci-fi, but I don't know. I think the movie could have been could have been done in a way that it didn't need that and still had been good. But uh, I don't know. There were just some things that I didn't like. The scene that you played the clip to open the show with. That whole thing I didn't need at all, and uh, I don't know. There were just some things I didn't need. Well, in fairness, the the movie wasn't even all that long either. No, it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. so which was kind of nice. We've had some long movies yes, lately. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm gonna say a uh, I don't know, like a five point eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, Corny. Straight on four. There's a, it was, it was not the worst movie ever, but I, I was, I was really not happy with a lot of these things. So, uh, yeah, just a four. Okay. Four. Sam. All right. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't want to watch it again, but I, I'd probably recommend it to somebody like my parents. Um, I'd probably give this sucker a, uh, I need to give it a, a solid 7.1. All right. That was pretty good. Uh, but, but damn them for, for killing children. These movies seem to kill lots of children lately. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm going to give it a, that's funny, Sam. You gave the, um, you gave Spaceballs the exact same thing. That's huh? funny. 7.1. Yeah. Um, I thought this movie was really go- really well done. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think that it that Amy Adams was deserving of an Oscar, uh, and no one. No. This was the first time, I think, in like 20 years, a, a film had been nominated for Best Picture, but no one on the cast was nominated for an Oscar for acting. Hmm. Um, frankly, I could have used more Jeremy Renner and his science. I mean, if you get a physicist... Give me some Big Bang Theory physicist stuff, man. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. what I want, you know. And I'm okay with a little techno babble. Give me some of that stuff. That's fine. Um, and my intro, I captured that simply because I thought it was interesting. He says, "This is what we don't know about the things," and then he then he goes and describes them specifically and where we get the name. Like it was a weird sentence structure, which is why I captured. It's like this is what we don't know about these things. Here's what, and then it, then it describes them. And then goes into what we don't know about them. I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, but I'm going to give it a solid uh, 8.3. Oh, wow. Eight point, yeah, 8.35. That's just under my Spaceballs review. Um, and I think I'm good with that. 
Um, I think this is obviously a better film. I think it's a better film than Spaceballs. I thought your space taint was under your Spaceballs. Uh, <laughs> no, geez, that God. is not the name oh of the episode. <laughs> oh. I hate you, Andrew, so much I did get this tweet after I, I posted that we were doing a rival. I did get a message from the Varmints podcast. Quote, one of the best non-franchise sci-fi films I've ever seen. Amy Adams should have won all of the awards. Really? Yeah. That's got to be a joke account. That can't be real. And that's a podcast. So that's a podcast. They, Wait, that you mean a podcast actually re- responded to us? Yeah, I, I. That's weird. Uh, yeah, not really that often, but I mean, frankly, most people that that respond to or interact with me on Twitter are other podcasts, L- mm. listeners other than Andrew. Listener Andrew, for the most part, don't. So, um, mm. not, not trying to put a guilt trip. Just saying, that's just what it is. Um, though I did post the um, the video that I sent you guys that I, that I saw the, the the fake Avengers Infinity War video made from clips of the 80s <laughs> uh, I, I posted it and, and hashtagged no spoilers and Billy sends in tweets at me it's been over a week past the time to ask for no spoilers good luck so well, I don't know about that yeah I, I feel like if I said right now, what the the last fifteen minutes, the result of the last fifteen minutes of Infinity War, I'm pretty sure I'll get a couple of texts or, or grumpy emails about it. So. Yeah. Um and Andrew would probably be one of them. Yep. Yep. All right, so that's it. So next week we are going to do a spoiler cast on Infinity War, assuming Andrew sees it this weekend. If Andrew doesn't see it this weekend, I think Corny just made a decision we're gonna do it anyway. Um. Uh, the next movie after that is Escape from New York. Oh, um, hey guys! I just realized I will be in Nolan's uh, next Wednesday. Oh, well then. Okay. So. What a, well, we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll do it from there. Yeah, we'll. we'll you're gonna do it from New Orleans. You're gonna. Uh, okay, I guess. Do it from it, Bourbon Street. Oh, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> My hotel's on Canal Street, so that'll be uh. That'll be fun. Uh, right on. All right. Well, that's it. That's our show. Um, again, next week we will do spoiler cast for Infinity War. I know by the time that we'll air it, you know, it'll be like three weeks after the movie, four weeks. I mean, the movie will literally be almost a month old, but so it'd be a good time. Um, yeah, I think that's fine. And maybe we'll have maybe one or two of us will have had a chance to watch it again. I don't know. Seriously, so, Andrew, if you're interested, I'll I'll go with you. Uh, okay. So that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, I have to go to my script because I can't remember what I'm supposed to say now. Oh, I'm supposed to say things like uh, that's what we're doing next week. GoFundMe.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is still a thing. Uh, you don't have to, Corny. Legal in most states. I'm just saying. Wait, hold on. What? Oh, um, fun. Uh, fun. Our, our anchor app, Sam and I finally did um, Ready Player One a few uh, a couple weeks ago and I discovered I have about seven episodes I accidentally saved in my drafts and never published. So, uh, anchor anchor uh, anchor cast is about to get flooded with a bunch of movies that are about four years old. Um, 
You can leave us leave us review iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, all those places that you consume. Again, the website's still down. Working on a solution. Unfortunately, the solution costs money, and nobody has it right now. None of us have any right now, um, and only three of us have jobs. So there's that. Uh, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/cheapseatreviews, and you can follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. I can't even talk. Uh, and of course, you can, should, but won't send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. I'm really not bitter. I'm really not. I'm just. I'm tired. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'll do you one better. Y'all not, y'all not, not man enough to you guys. Oh, is that what you're gonna do? Challenge? Uh, I guess I should have maybe paused or whatever, but on behalf of Sam Corn and Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you for listening and good night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I should just do the outro in post, but I always feel like if I don't, I'll just keep talking because, like, yeah. having the music as a way to cut me off is a better way to actually because I'm still recording now, so like this is still part of the podcast. Oh, so this is like the behind the scenes. Uh, if we so we if can drop an f bomb right now. Oh, don't because I'll, then I'll well I'll just I'll just stop the recording and then back it up a little bit. <laughs>